dun, dun, dun. And welcome back to another episode of The Recovering Cynic. I'm Melissa M. And I really need to learn how to uh, download some, what are those called? Uh, oh my gosh, sound effects so I can learn how to use it. I think my headphones are on backwards. Hold on, wait one second, be patient. Oh, it's not on backwards. It just sounds weird. Um, so welcome to another episode. Ah, uh, <laughs> pardon the interruption. That was my sister letting my dog into my room. <sighs> um, it has been quite the week. Some high highs and low lows. And I'll tell you all about it. Um, I want to start off by saying that I would like to dedicate this episode to my beloved dog, Beaumont. And I'll give you a little history of Beaumont in a second. So uh, this past week, well, technically it's Monday, but I'm telling this as if it was the end of last week. So it started off really good the week. Um, it was my mom's birthday and uh, celebrated with her. And then um, it was my friend's birthday. I didn't get to celebrate it with him, but um, I'm sure we'll hang out. And uh, then busy, busy work week. And um, unfortunately... Uh, it's so it's pretty much one event after another, whether it be birthdays, 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 birthdays. And then um, I had to, I, I mean, there's really no easy way to say this, but I had to put my dog down that I've had for almost, I want to say almost 17 years. And, um, Ooh, it sounds weird to even say. His name, his whole name was Beaumont Winston Wellington III. And he was a mini pincher. And he was a gift that was given to me from, I don't even want to say an ex-boyfriend. Because when you call someone an ex-boyfriend, it just has such a negative connotation. And I can't say anything negative about this former boyfriend um, we're still friends to this day, genuine friends and not that like silly way that people are like, oh, I'm still friends with my ex, but they like, whatever, it's just like funny business. No, it's not like that. Like I still consider him family and, um, we don't hang out, but we do text and it's not like superficial, shallow texts, you know, like I still feel like if we ever had the opportunity to talk, to have a serious conversation, we could, um, just because, um, he was and continues to be somebody who's really important to me in a non-romantic way. Yes, that exists. Okay. But um, anyway, he was a Christmas gift to me. I want to say almost 17 years ago. Holy crap. That's so freaking long ago. And um, let me just tell you that Beaumont was the most loved, unlovable dog and I mean that in the most loving way. He was the worst. <laughs> he was the worst dog ever. Um, 
in that you could not directly pet him because he would bite the shit out of you. Like he, this dog would bite, ugh, I hate to say it, and he wouldn't, sometimes he would bite like people who might visit. We could not pet him. He was not a friendly dog. He was not a friendly dog. And um, uh, so, yeah, I, I got him a long time ago, a long, 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 long time ago. But the dog ended up, he ended up being my parents' dog because I kept um, like moving out. Uh, I moved out a couple times, back and forth, back and forth from my parents' house to, you know, trying to live other places and so my parents just said well just they always decided to keep Beaumont just because it was his stable home um pretty much from the beginning so yeah he just was not very lovable but we loved him anyway and I think we were meant to have this dog because um if he was given or if he lived with any anyone else, if he lived with anyone else, I can almost guarantee he would either be thrown out, sent to a pound with no one adopting him because he was just, he was, he, he had some marbles missing. Like he just wasn't, he just wasn't friendly, but he had his charm. You know, like I, I think he he was equivalent to a crotchety old man. Like he just everything annoyed him. He would lash out. He I mean I'm really making him sound super undesirable. But we loved him and we gave him the best home that anyone could give. A dog like that especially um cuz we would talk to him, we would play with him. Like the way that would we would have to pet him is we would either have to like leave, you you could not leave your hand out for him to rub up against. Like you would have to put either your leg out or your foot out for him to um, rub up against it like a cat would, except sometimes, sometimes he would bite it. <laughs> but you know, like we learned to coexist with this dog and he, he had a special attachment with my sister and my mom, he he loved my mom so much. And of course, he loved all of us. He did. And we loved him. And as I was saying, you know, if he went to anyone else, he would have been given up and probably put down because I don't think anyone would have adopted a temperamental dog like that. But he lived a long life and a really good one because we did love him and we, you know, we we would get other, you know, we have other dogs after him, but we still, you know, like we could pet the other dogs, of course, but it, it was just Beaumont who was really, he was a touched child. He was touched and we gave him the best that we could. So, I mean, he's been on the, the decline for the past I want to say at least five years. Every Christmas after, like, since, like, at least five years ago, we would all kind of think, like, this will be the last Christmas. This will be the last. And it became, like, 
anxious thinking about like, is this going to be his last Christmas? Is this going to be last Christmas? So he just pretty much over the past mm, few weeks or so, we just noticed like his appetite change and he was super shaky, like he was losing um, and that he's been super shaky for a while. And he had like, my mom says there were tumors in his body and all this stuff. But, you know, like he was always really, he was always a bouncy, happy, active dog. So he didn't seem to be, those things didn't seem to slow him down. But it wasn't until maybe three weeks ago we started to notice his appetite change incredibly. Uh, I want I'll spare you the horrible, horrible details, but um, it was just the right thing to it was a humane thing to um let him cross over uh and i don't i don't like yeah i'll just leave it at that i don't want to say it the technical way because it just seems so heartless but um it was it was his time and we knew it was time because i was told that um one, they were able to pick him up and put him onto the vet's table, which uh, if you, if anyone knows Beaumont, that would never happen. Like he would rip you to shreds if you even tried to touch him. So he was able to get lifted up. They held, uh, they had to sedate him and he was, uh, he crossed over. And from what I was told, because I couldn't be, I, I couldn't be there. Um he was ready to go and yeah so this this episode is dedicated to my beloved one of a kind that was a one of a kind dog and a part of me is I mean of course I'm sad and I'm sad it's very bizarre I'm sad but I feel like I'm still traumatized from the experience of letting Mochi go that I think something in my mind and this is what I'm worried about has I've blocked I've blocked allowing myself to feel as devastated as I would I should I am and that's what scares me is I think it's going to rear its ugly head because anytime I mean, if anyone knows me, I cry over every, I'm such a crybaby. I cry over everything. I'm so emotional. But if something is too heavy, if something is way too heavy, let me turn this down. If something is, I'm still trying to, oh, press the mute button. If something is too heavy, I completely shut down. And then it rears its ugly head later. So I'm kind of bracing myself for when that happens. If that happens, I don't know. Maybe it won't because I knew it was his time to go. Like he just was suffering so much. But this one's for Beaumont. My dearest, dearest, darling boy. Uh, my first dog that I've ever had. You know, I, I know that he's probably in doggy heaven, um, biting the hell out of people's feet because he <laughs> seemed to really love doing that. But, um, I will miss that dog. I mean, there were, there are some moments where 
I'll see something of his and I'll get really upset. But I knew it was time and he knew it was time for him to go. So this one's for Beaumont. Love him wherever he is. No, I haven't seen a ghost version of him. Although my sister told me that, sorry, Rachel, (laughs) she told me that he visited her and I was like, okay, well, how? And she's like, well, I saw him and his legs were shaking. I'm like, okay, wasn't it a dream? And she said, yes. I said, okay, then it was a dream. So, I mean, like I shouldn't make fun of how people grieve, but that wasn't a ghost. That was not a ghost. Speaking of ghosts, Halloween is next week. Um, and I'm super excited about that one. Um, but not as excited as I typically would be. I would be going like crazy. I would be doing a million Halloween things. I'm not, I don't have any Halloween stuff planned. Uh, I just have other personal things on my mind. I'm kind of at a standstill with where I am personally with my career. And I know I shouldn't measure myself with you know, against everyone else and their milestones. But it's, you know, we live in a social media driven world where you're, I don't want to say my shortcomings, but the mild, the life milestones that people that you know, you know, they, they kind of run laps, so to speak, around me with their life milestones. And I'm still, you know, working some stuff out. I'm working stuff out. And that's the important part. Um, I, I'm still working on my goals and I try not to um, get too down about where I am in the process of obtaining those goals. But I mean, you, it, you're human and it happens, but it's just about climbing out of that dark, poor me tunnel. Because even though... A lot of my peers and people I know have milestones. They have kids. And you know what? That is a milestone I do not want because I get to sleep in as long as I want to. And you can't. <laughs> so, ha. Um, and yeah. So with that being October and everything and Halloween being just around the corner, I want to tell you guys another maybe, maybe ghost story. Maybe possibly ghost story. Now, this... A series of these things I cannot explain. And if somebody has an explanation for me, that would be great. Email me. Um, God damn it. I don't remember what my freaking email address is. But it is linked in the description of my podcast. So um, please email me. That would be great. Um, I'd really appreciate it. Okay, so I don't even know where to begin. But I will say this. Um, The series of ghost stories that I want to tell you they're little little tiny it's a combination a bunch of things that have to do with where I used to work so um I worked at a place in San Francisco not saying exactly where that's not really that important if you're from the Bay Area you might be able to figure it out but I live I worked in San Francisco at this place where they had that used to be a cemetery but they decided to build other things businesses residential areas so they um, exhumed the bodies I think that's the proper word they dug up the bodies that were laid to rest and shipped them all out to Colma 
And for those of you who are not from the San Francisco Bay Area, Colma, from the last I heard, the population of dead people far surpasses that of the living in Colma. So it is a cemetery town, pretty much. So these people were buried in San Francisco, laid to rest. People, those people were scooped up because they wanted to use the land and buried somewhere else. So you can imagine that there were a lot of people left over. <laughs> and I actually left this job a little bit over a year ago. And um, at the time, they were renovating the parking lot of, I'll, I'll just say it was a Target. It was a Target up the hill. They were digging up the parking lot and somebody took a picture. They found headstones. So there are still people, bodies left over. So that whole area I've been told is super haunted. And so what I'm about to tell you are things that I experienced myself and things that people have told me. So I don't know even know where to begin. I'll start with this. Uh, I So I worked for a company that owned a bunch of buildings within the vicinity. And the building that I worked in in particular it was, it was nothing special, if you ask me. It was really old, and technically it, it is considered a historical building. It was an old, from what I was told, it, it was a whole bunch of things, but I think it was a YMCA at one point. Um, and so because it's historical, they can't really do any changes to it. They can't tear it down or anything. And, and I have not seen this myself, but I was told that there is a swimming pool in the basement that they filled with cement and everyone talks about that there's this rocking chair in the in the basement that <sighs> rocks by itself that I don't know I think that's just I mean you ever notice a haunted house has a haunted rocking chair right whatever but so I'll tell you first of the stories that I was told um so there are certain parts of the floor that are secured and that you would need a badge for. And there was that this is before I started work there. And I, I don't think I think it was sh shortly before I started working at this place. There was a woman who shared our side of the suite and and that part of the suite is completely secured. You would need a badge to get in. And she would work late and said that. I don't know when it started, but all of a sudden, a certain time of the evening when she was by herself because she was working late, she would hear the toilet flush and then hear someone walk away. But the person, she couldn't hear the door open and the person um, would walk down the hall and leave. But again, the door didn't open and there was no one badging in to use a restroom. So this happened a few nights in a row and until it happened, I'm, I'm freaking myself out. <laughs> um, it happened one last time. She heard the toilet flush. The person walked down the hall. She poked her head out of her office, looked down the hall and saw a tall white man wearing a coat with white hair walking down the hall. And she said, hello, good night, or something like that, like good night. And the 
person didn't say anything. And so she went back in her office. She's like, that's freaking weird. And then she told a coworker and said, yeah, the weirdest thing happened. Yeah, the weirdest thing that has been happening. There's this person who keeps using our bathroom and flushing the toilet at the same time every day. And I hear him walk away, but I don't hear him leave. And I acknowledged him and he completely ignored me. And then the person that she was telling this to said, um, well, what did, what did, did the person look like? And she explained what the guy looked like. He was tall. He was wearing a coat. He had white hair. And they said, oh, well, that's such and such. And he died last week. So that's fucking scary. So that's, that's what I was told right when I first started working in this building. So one thing about the job that I used to have is I had my own, I had an office in that suite, but because it was secure, um, it was, I was alone a lot, a lot, a lot. And, you know, I was cool with it. I never got anything spooky about, like nothing freaked me out. I didn't get any weird spine tingly feelings or anything until... I started noticing like shit would be moving around like things wouldn't be where I'd leave it or you know like just weird stuff like that so I I'm like whatever maybe it's just the cleaning person who cares um until one day and this actually I put it on my Snapchat and who has Snapchat anymore? I don't know. But I had, uh, I kept the office door closed and I was sitting in my office and the way that the office was, 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 uh, laid out was the door to the office was behind me and my computer was facing the opposite wall of the door. So the door was behind me and I was on my computer, la-di-da. And I heard, I heard someone walk past my office door with the door closed, but this is a really, like you could hear the footsteps in this, in this suite. And I didn't hear anyone badge in. So anytime you badge in, you hear the beep and then the door, you could hear the door open because you can hear everything. I heard someone walking and I was like, oh, that's weird. Like I hear footsteps of someone walking past the door, but I don't hear the door open and I don't hear anyone badging in. So no one badging in, no one leaving out. So I got up because I thought it was really weird. I opened the office door, looked outside, didn't see anyone. When I turned around, one of the drawers was open. And I was like, oh, shit, (laughs) what the fuck? Like, what? And then that started to happen often. I would turn around and a drawer would be open. And I didn't really want to think too much about that because that freaked me out too much. And I just kind of left it alone until we had, um, we, I had this, this engineer that worked for us and he and he would always say like he would bring it up himself you know this building's haunted right and then I told him about the drawer and he said that's almost impossible to happen because the way that these drawers are designed 
the little oh god here we go here's me trying to explain what these technical things are um the little i don't know what they're called the things on the drawer the little i don't i want to call them roller coaster oh my gosh it's getting late for me um it's pretty much the drawer is at a slant like you have to pull it open for it to glide outward if that makes any sense hopefully that makes sense and he said that's impossible to happen like the drawer cannot fully open unless there's force to open it there I think I explained it and I'm like oh that's fucking scary so I'm like okay whatever I'm not gonna think about it too much and then he told me the story about um the top floor of one of the buildings that used to be a part of my company but they tore it down because they're going to rebuild another one and it was like completely out of code and it was a hazard and it was super old so he said that the top building like somebody had killed themselves on the top building and then across the street another built the cross street from that building um there was a he told me that he knew of a, um, I don't want to say a maid. Oh, that sounds so, she wasn't a maid. She was a custodian. Is custodian a masculine word? Is that like, you know how there's masculine and feminine of a whatever. So this lady who was cleaning um, was mopping the floor and she always saw the same people night after night so she had the night shift and she you know she saw the same people every day and would say hello to them or whatnot um she was mopping the floor and can see someone at the corner of her eye and she's like oh hey mr such and such how are you and she kept mopping and he was just standing there and he didn't say anything to her so she kept mopping she kept mopping until she got she was getting she was mopping closer and closer and closer to him until she got to where his feet were supposed to be. But when she mopped to where his feet were, there were no feet. But from her peripherals, she could see the upper part of his body. So she dropped her shit and said, fuck this, I'm leaving. <laughs> she left for the night, which I don't freaking blame her. So that's another experience. Another experience from my coworker who's on my team. So it's another building that's further down. Um, I don't know what street is this. That's further down Geary. I think it's like by Clement Street. If you're in San Francisco, you know where that is. Um, you can probably figure out where I work, but where I used to work, but I'm not going to say it because I don't want to. So her and another coworker of mine um, used to share an office and it was real, ooh, I would get, I now this is a place that I would get like the total creepy feels. Like my spidey sense went haywire. Every time I went to this building, it would freak me out. It was so bizarre that um, when you would walk up to an elevator, it would just open for you with no one ever touching the button. And it wasn't one of those fancy elevators that just always went down to the ground floor that would open it you know it was this place was so old this building is so old it did not have that kind of technology it was the weirdest thing like as you're approaching the elevator doors they would open for you and it was weird because they would convert certain parts because so it used to be uh oh I don't want to say where it was 
But I'll have to say, it used to be a hospital, but it's not anymore. They use it for office buildings, but they're so cheap to convert it that, I mean, all of the hospital amenities, I guess you can say, were still there. For instance, the basement floor um, used to be an operating room and you would see the sinks. And I remember they would use one of the old, I think it was an... um, I don't think it was necessarily the operating room that they converted into a classroom, but it was on the same floor. So you would see that there would still be sinks everywhere randomly. And there were always signs that said, uh, do not turn on, do not turn on sinks. Like every sink down there said that. And I thought it was weird because I was like, oh, maybe the water's dirty or whatever. And from what I learned was they would say they would put signs on all of these sinks, not because the water was dirty, but because the custodians that would go in there every night would have to shut the water off because they would turn on by itself. Now that's fucking scary. See, I wouldn't even, well, I guess you don't really have a choice if you're like assigned that post and you have to do it. So back to my coworker who worked in this really creepy old building. So she shared an office with another old coworker of mine and the offices were the old um, rooms that people would stay at. So they, they weren't, there were like a hospital rooms that had its own bathroom and everything. So each each room had its own bathroom and whatnot. And she said that, um, so every night, you know, and it's at the end of the day, they would close and lock their door. And then the only other person who can come in was the cleaning lady, you know, who would clean the office. And so their neighbor, their office neighbor next door said that the cleaning lady was complaining about my two coworkers. She said, you know, those girls next door are so messy. And 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 the girl was like, why? Why would you say, why are they messy? She goes, because every night when I would go in to clean their office, there's unused Kleenex tissue paper all over the floor. Yeah, they didn't do that. That was somebody who did that after they would leave for the night. So that's fucking creepy. That's fucking scary. So, and you know what? That I that one I super 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 believe because that that building was creepy. That building was. Ooh, another thing about that one building was. Remember that um, engineer that I was telling you about who was such a scaredy cat? Well, um, two of my coworkers told me that they were talking to him while he was at that particular building by Clement Street. He, you know, they were talking about how haunted that building was. And my coworker said, oh, you know, I don't, I don't mind the ghost being here because this is their home. You know, you, we just have to respect them. And, you know, like I'm okay with them being around just as long as, you know, we respect each other's boundaries because I respect them. That's what she was saying to the engineer. And the engineer said, oh, I don't want them bothering me at all or something like that. And as he said that, the pen in his pocket kind of got smacked up and out of his pocket, if that makes any sense. Like it pretty much flew out of his pocket as if somebody like had smacked it upward and outward. Now that's creepy. And he said after he said after he said that and that happened, he was just like, okay, I'm out of here. And he left, rightfully so. Okay, so the last and weirdest, weirdest, 
thing, series of things that happened when I worked there that I can recall. Now, this is the the oddest thing of all. So, like I said, the company that I worked for had multiple buildings around the vicinity of this former cemetery area. Um, and I would have to work at different buildings for different reasons. Um, <clears throat> and... So this series of events was not exclusive to one building. There was a time, a very brief moment in time, not moment, a brief span of time when um, I would notice that there were there were things that were placed. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain this. So I first started noticing something kind of real funky and kooky. We had this, uh, what's it called? Like a storage room that we would need to badge in to get to. And I would badge in to get to this storage space. But there would be things behind the door that would have to be placed if somebody was on the other side of that storage space, if that makes sense. Like it's as if, let's say, like I would find a box behind the door, but that would be impossible because there's only one way in and one way out. So why would there be something behind the door unless there was somebody on the other side of it and there never was? So that weird stuff like that would happen that I'm like, all right, this is weird, but I'm not going to think about it because it scares me. Um, so then like, okay, whatever. So I started noticing weird freaking stuff like that. And then I started noticing. So um, in attempt to, to be more environmentally conscious, the buildings would have uh, censored sinks, which I hate. I hate censored sinks because for some reason... Um, I'm not able to like get it to work for me. And it's, it's like every freaking sink does this for me. It doesn't matter where. I don't know. Maybe I have ghost hands or something. I don't know. But I mean, eventually you get the hang of it and you know how to use these things. But whatever. So there was a short amount of, I want to say it happened over this. It kept happening over like a week was no matter what building I was in, if I walked past a sink, it would turn on by itself. And I was nowhere near it. I would be nowhere near it. And the and the freak the freaky part is like sometimes I would just open a door and the sink would turn on. I would walk like I would I would like Sometimes if I have to like walk past the sink to get into a stall, I would walk super fast because I didn't want it to turn on and it would. And they're different bathrooms. It's not just the one bathroom. It was m different bathrooms in different buildings that the sinks would just turn on as I'm walking past them. I'm like, what the hell is going on? And I would ask like my coworkers, dude, does this happen to you? Are the like, sensors off? They're like, what the hell are you talking about? I'm like every time I walk past a sink it just turns on and I remember um like I said different buildings different sinks different floors 
of I mean, and these were tall buildings and I would and um, I was on an assignment that I would have to go to multiple floors for things and they would always turn on when I would walk, just walk past, not even close. Like I could be, I wish I had, I under, I knew how to measure in feet, but really far away, far enough away, not super far, but far enough away to not sense, because you know, sync sensors only work if you put your hand right underneath it, right? Like I would just be walking past and it would turn on, not even close to it all, like not even hands reach, if that makes sense. It would turn on different floors it would turn on. I'm like, what is happening? Like I started to get really freaked out. I started to think, okay, did somebody, did somebody I know die? Like that's what I started to think. Somebody passed away that I haven't heard back from. And I even called my mom. I was like, mom, do you know anyone who died? And she's like, why are you asking me that? I'm like, no, nothing. It's nothing. And I remember I freaked out the most because I ended up going to a Target and I remember it was Target in Walnut Creek, a completely different city, a complete, like you have to cross a bridge and go through at least one tunnel from San Francisco to Walnut Creek. Like this place was far. I went to a Target in Walnut Creek and I shit you fucking not. I shit you not. There were a, there were rows of sinks rows of sinks I think it was like three a row of sink not rows a row of sinks as I walked past each one different building different company different city different everything they all turned on one at a time as I walked past it and I'm like what the fuck what is going on I I honestly and then it just I want to say it just I mean and then it it pretty much stopped abruptly. And then I I think that was a couple of days before my uncle died. I don't know. Was it, is it related? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it was like a foreshadowing. I don't know. I really don't know. But um, my uncle died. I think he died on my birthday. And this was a few days shy of my birthday. And I don't think it had happened until, until, I got another job in another city, completely different city, and everything was fine and dandy until um, the sinks would turn on for me in in that building as well. Like, as soon as I w- would open the door, and, and the sink is nowhere near the door, as soon as I would open the door, the sink would come on. Sometimes I would even be in the bathroom and I can hear the sink turn on like like stuff like that (laughs) it hasn't happened since because I haven't been around any censored sinks but I thought I would share that story I don't know what kind I don't know what see that stuff I can't I can't explain and see I don't want to call anything out I don't believe it because I didn't see anything manifest I'm not calling that I don't want that I don't want it I don't want to see it I want to know I don't, you know how some people are like, oh, I'll exist with ghosts as long as they don't see me. No, I don't even want them around me. I don't want them to see me. I don't want them to watch me. I don't want them to look at me. I don't want any of that stuff. But I hope you guys enjoyed those series of stories. And I think those are all the things that I can think of. Um, The next episode, I would like to talk to you guys about the place that I used to live, this townhouse I used to live in that some freaky 
some freaky shit happened. Some spooky stuff (laughs) happened. Um, But I'll leave that as we get closer to Halloween. I hope you guys enjoyed that. And um, thank you so much for listening. And tell your friends. And I'm my family. Hello. Please don't like repeat stuff. If you know who I might be talking about. Because I don't want to hurt you. I didn't say anything to hurt anyone's feelings. So that's fine. But um, <laughs> if you have any ghost stories or any questions, please email me. For the life of me, I don't know what my email address is. But it's linked on this podcast. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And, um, I hope you guys are having a fancy dandy good time and I will talk to you very, very, very soon. Good night or good morning or good afternoon. I don't know when you're listening to this. Okay. (laughs) Bye.